Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Well, we're close to a new year. You know what? I tell you what, I just, uh, I'm just uh, happy that I'm saved. I'm happy that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm happy that Jesus is still Lord. I'm happy that uh, the devil is defeated. I'm happy that, uh, that we are a part of the kingdom of light and we have been delivered from the power of darkness. Can you say amen? amen. I was uh, laying in bed. Uh, you know, God speaks all the time. But uh, it's only when we are uh, willing, it's only when we are willing to receive and quiet ourselves enough that we actually hear what God wants to say to us. And uh, I was laying, I just, uh, I just awoken on uh, Saturday morning, and the Lord spoke to my spirit, and he said, I'm speaking to those who are listening. I'm speaking to those who are listening, and during the worship, I heard the Lord say that you are to expect the unexpected. You are to expect the unexpected. Now, some people would think, well, you know, it's going to get worse than what I thought. The Bible says that in the last days, Jesus said, men's hearts will fail them for fear. But the Bible also says to the believer, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a power and love and sound mind. Therefore, you do not need to fear what, what will come. Hallelujah. You know, we think it's bad now. Have you ever looked at history? Have you ever taken a look at history, what Christians have had to live through? Even today, what Christians are living through in other nations. Hallelujah. We're not, uh, we're still blessed. Amen. But the Lord dropped something in my spirit. You know, usually, uh, the, the Lord's been so good to me, uh, I usually... I don't want to just talk. You know, I can make sermons. You know, after a while, after doing it for 30 years, you can make a sermon. But you don't want to just make a sermon. You want to be able to speak what God is saying to his people. There might be somebody who just needs to receive a word from the Lord. It might change their attitude. It might change their thought. It might change their thought from suicide to life. It might change their thoughts from depression to expression. You know, we say the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, some, you know, uh, we have to put on the garments of praise. You know, I had to get up this morning. I always take a shower because if I don't, I've got greasy hair. So I get up, I take my shower, and then I have to dress myself. 
Well, when the Bible says to put on the garment of praise, have you put on your praise today? Have you put your praise on? Have you put your worship on? Have you put your armor on? Have you uh, girded your loins with truth? Have you put on the helmet of salvation? Do, have you taken the, um, the shield of faith where which you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked? Not just half of them. You know, even if you stop 95% of them, that 5% could be, could be terrible. But he says, no, you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. But as I, uh, so usually the Lord will kind of give, uh, give me a message earlier in the week, but man, Saturday morning I said, Lord, what do you want to tell your people? Because he knows I can make a sermon. But I don't want to make a sermon. I want to share words of life. Reminds me of a song. A Christian song. Sing them over again to me, wonderful words of life. Well, I want to give you the words of life today in the uh, as I as I came out to the church building on uh, on Saturday, the Lord dropped something in my spirit. He said, "New year, new ears. New year, new ears." I want to ask you a question: Are you expecting the Lord to speak to you? Are you expecting him to lead you? Are you expecting him to guide you? Because he's not leading you down a path of destruction. The Bible says that he has a plan for you and it's for good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are not on your own. You're not Hank Williams. What about Hank Williams? Well, he was so lonesome, he could cry. <laughs> I hate to even admit this, but, you know, uh, I was in Nashville. You know, I was with, uh, with CI, and uh, we, uh, as, a, as a blessing, they were taking us to the uh, Grand Ole Opry. And Chet Atkins, not Chet Atkins, Trace, whatever, is a Christian, a couple of Christians there. But anyway, they were singing. And so anyway, uh, I thought I would uh, entertain the bus on the way back. And uh, <laughs> I started singing some Hank Williams, a uh, Hank Williams song, the one I just referenced, that I'm so lonesome I could cry or, or die or whatever. Did you ever see a whippoorwill or... Did you know? Did you ever see a robin cry when leaves begin to die? That means it's lost the will to live. I'm so lonesome I could cry. And I saw anyway I was singing that song. And you know what? That is the night that thing hit me in the chest. Remember when I had to have that operation? I was going to show a few people my scars, but they didn't want to see it. So. I'm not going to offer to show it. It's not that big. It's only that big. But anyway, 
You got to watch what you say. Hallelujah. Even, you know, even though it sounded good. <laughs> so I said all that to say this. You are not on your own. You are not an orphan. Just say that. I'm not an orphan. I am not left alone. Oh, he's getting weaker. He never leaves me nor forsakes me. You know, I just, uh, I was saying that a while back and man, when I said that, it just ministered to my spirit. And I thought, <laughs> if that's ministering to my spirit, I must feel like I'm an orphan sometime. But you know, the word of God, when you hear it, it will bring healing and life. So what are we talking about this morning? I want to talk about hearing the voice of God or hearing God speak. I remember a number of years ago, we were doing a, uh, like a, it's not a counseling session. What do we call that? The uh, restoring the foundations. So anyway, uh, as we were doing that, the person, the counselee or whatever, even though it's not counseling, started crying and weeping and, um, you know, so you just let it go. And after, after she gained, regained composure, I said, what just happened? Now, you got to think about it. This person had been in ministry in a church for years. She had heard the word. It's like she'd gone through a Bible school. And she says, she says as she's recovering from her sobbing, the Lord said to me, I love you. And I'm thinking to myself, haven't you ever heard that before? Haven't I preached that? Haven't we said that before? And you're crying because the Lord, you know, there's a difference between a man telling you that. There's a difference between hearing it preached. There's even a difference between reading it and a difference between God speaking it to your heart because it brought revelation and it brought healing to her soul. It brought healing. So what is the importance of hearing the voice of God in this day? And the voice, if you're hearing voices, it better line up with this. So this voice, this voice here has preeminence over any voice that you're hearing. Hallelujah. I re <laughs> you know, when you're a pastor for a number of years, you see a lot of dumb things. You see a lot of things. You know, I, I just done a funeral. And, you know, after the funeral, you, you have a meal. And I remember one of the members of our church was talking to uh, the family that had just lost a loved one and said, well, you know, you can talk to your mother. And I'm thinking, no, I, and I don't even know, she might have even referenced the Bible. So, you know, the Bible says you can talk to your mother. You know, there's a lot of things in the Bible that I've read a number of times that I've never read. A number of things in the Word of God that people will say, you know, sometimes people say, well, the Bible says this just to give them uh, a degree of authority, but the Bible doesn't say it. Thank you, Lord. 
you better not be talking to dead people. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I don't know. I might have even stepped on a few today. But the Bible tells us not to talk to dead people. That's why we can talk to Jesus. Because he's alive. They're right, Lena. Amen. Jesus is alive. He's been raised from the dead. He, the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice. So again, you're not on your own. You're not an orphan. You're not living on barely get a, barely get a long street right next to Grumble Alley. I want to say that again in case you missed it. You're not living on barely get a long street right next to Grumble Alley. The word of the Lord says, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So if you have your Bibles or your uh, iPad or whatever, the scripture says in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper. Another, there's two Greek words for another. One is the another of a different kind. And then there's also a word that says another of the same kind. And when Jesus says, uh, I'm giving you another comforter, another is another of the same kind. And Jesus actually said, when I, he said, I'm leaving, but it is to your advantage because if I don't go, the comforter or the advocate or the paraclete, the one called alongside to help, will not come. Jesus could only be in one place at one time, living in a physical body, but the Holy Spirit can be everywhere in every believer around the world. He can be talking to someone in Hong Kong. He can be talking to someone in Iraq, and he can be talking to someone in the United States at the same time. Thank you, Lord. He says he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Turn somebody say that's a long time. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Now that was pre-cross so he was with them but after the cross and after Pentecost, the Spirit came to live inside the believer. Thank you, Jesus. So in other words, that same Spirit that, that Jesus talked about that would, be, that would be to our advantage is living on the inside of you. So he says, he says, he is the Spirit of truth. When you are born again, you will gravitate to truth. When, when you are a new creation in Christ, you will gravitate to the truth and lies become offensive to you. Now, let me just say this. If you keep eating garbage, garbage in, garbage out. 
But if you feed on the truth, if you allow the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of truth, He will feed you truth. He will feed you that which is healthy and you will be strong in the Lord. You'll be strong. Thank you, Jesus. So which do you prefer? Do you prefer the garbage you, or do you prefer the truth? That's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer that, but to yourself. What do you prefer? Do you prefer the truth? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's why when, that's why when we become born again, that we, we are drawn to the word. We are drawn, we have a yearning to hear from God. We have a yearning because it's a new year. We might need new ears. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Well, in Romans chapter 1, verse 25, the scripture says that, that uh, those who had rejected God, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. When we, when we reject the truth of God, we start yearning for the created things and not for the creator. What are we yearning for? Hallelujah. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse, beginning in verse 8, it says this, who, uh, and, and when the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth. You know, uh, when I first started reading, I thought, man, has God got bad breath? You know, I tell you what, I hate to admit this, but over the years, people have come up for prayer requests or whatever, and they start talking, and I'm about ready to fall under the power because they're consuming me with the breath of their mouth. As I'm talking about bad breath, but anyway. That's why when, when we minister, we ask you to take a mint. Do somebody a favor. Take a mint. That's why you always carry this. Of course, this is a cough drop, but it works just the same. But he goes on to say, he says, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. And with all unrighteous deception among those who are among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. Do you have a love for the truth? Do you yearn for the truth? Now I realize how many of you know that when somebody becomes born again, they need to grow in Christ. Come on. The Bible says to grow in grace. We need to grow in the word. We, know, we need to grow in the knowledge of God. And he says this, he says, because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved, for this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. That they all may be, that they all may be condemned 
who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So what are we talking about? New year, say new year. New ears. So what do I want? I want a new, I want to walk in the new year with ears that will hear the truth. And I, know, and I want to cut off that which, is, that which is, a, is a lie. Well, if all of this untruth is coming on the earth, what's God doing for his church? The Father is speaking to his church because he wants the church to grow in strength and power. In John chapter 10, verse 27, the Lord Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. Do you have any sheep here? Do you belong to Jesus? He said, My sheep hear my voice. You know, sometimes the voice can just be a nudge. You don't have to hear Cecil B. DeMille, Charlton Heston. Have you, did you ever see the Ten Commandments? It doesn't necessarily have to be that. Sometimes the Lord speaks to our spirit as a witness. The first church I was pastoring at, I was just driving down the highway. Down I-70, I drove past a church. I was getting ready to drive past Arrowhead Stadium. And the Lord said to me, you're going to be the next pastor of that church. And I laughed. You know, like Abraham and Sarah. Because I'm not even out of Bible school yet. You know what? I was the next pastor of that church. Wasn't very long, but I was. I remember I was in the shower. How many know God speaks in the shower? That's because you're naked and open before him. <laughs> I was in the shower and I was, and I was uh, praying. I say, Lord, I was still in Bible school. And I said, oh, Lord, I said, what do you want me to do after I graduate? You know, because sometimes uh, we're like Moses and Moses God told him to do something, and he didn't want to do it. Of course, you wouldn't be like that. Or how many of you remember a guy by the name of Jonah? God told him to go right. He went left. But how many of you know God has a way to get, getting you back on track? So I was in the shower, and I was saying, Oh, God, what do you want me to do after Bible school? And he said, I want you to go back to your hometown, Kansas City, Missouri. And I said, but Lord, have you ever tried to argue with God using the word? You know, he knows the word better than you do. I said, Lord, you know, the Bible says Jesus went back to his own hometown and they rejected him. The Lord said, yeah, but he still went back, didn't he? So I went. Hallelujah. And then the Lord said to me one evening during a church service, I've released you from this place and I want you to go. I want you to put your stuff in storage and I want you to go to the Northeast. So that's what I did. That's why I'm here. 
because I heard the word of the Lord. But he said, my sheep hear my voice and my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. You know, when we hear the word of the Lord, we are, we live in security. It's just when we refuse to hear that things get a little rough. Hallelujah. He says, there won't be anyone that can snatch him out of my hands. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hands. I and my father are one. So what's, what's Jesus saying? We're to hear his voice. We're to follow him and we are secure in his hands. We are secure when we hear what God is saying. We're secure. We're secure in his hands. Jesus said no one can take them out. Thank you, Jesus. Revelation chapter 3, verse 19. He says, as many as I love, I rebuke. You know, I used to think rebuke and chastening was always beating. Because that's what I got when I was a kid. But rebuke can just be a verbal expression. How many of you know that some, uh, I had two children, and I won't, de I'll try not to, <laughs> I'll try not to give anything away, but one child that we had, all you had to do was say a word. And they corrected. Wow, this is easy. But then we had another child. <laughs> I'm not giving, I'm not mentioning any names so. though. <laughs> you'd be spanking us, you'd be spanking a hand. <laughs> you'd be spanking a hand and while he's reaching for it with the other. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So sometimes, you know, a rebuke is not necessarily a beating. You know, the beating just comes when you just keep ignoring what God's saying. Whom the Lord loves, he what? He chastens. He must really love you. <laughs> How many of you know God loves you? Amen. Amen. You know, the other side of the coin is if he's never talking to you, that's not good. Thank you, Lord. You know, when I was a kid, they, we used to, we had altar, uh, altar calls and it was always about salvation. And they would always have a song to draw you, you know, just as I am. I got saved during just as I am with that one plea, you know because his blood was shed for me. But uh, there was another song. I remember, Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See o'er the portals he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home. 
Come home, ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. So we would have that. We would have that. And the Spirit of God would speak to people during those times. Of course, now if we sang that, people would say, you calling me a sinner? Who do you think you are? What is a sinner? A sinner is just somebody that's not, that's just breaking the law of God. Anybody here fit that description? (laughs) Have you ever broken the law? Have you ever disrespected your parents? Have you ever stolen? I remember I tried, I, I used to steal candy bars when I was a kid from the grocery store. But Ed Sullivan, not the guy on TV, but Ed Sullivan, who owned the grocery store, he caught me. And he used to be a boxer. I think he was lightweight, but I was only that high. But he caught me and he talked to me and he said, don't you ever come back to the store again. I'm thinking, man, I'm dead because this is the only store in the neighborhood and mom always has me to go to the store. But anyway, I ended up working for him. But he still kept his eye on me. Have you ever stolen before? Oh, it was just a little thing. It didn't, the Bible doesn't say, thou shalt not steal as long as it's not a big thing. It just says, thou shalt not steal. Have I ever broken the law? Have I ever told a lie? Hallelujah. Have I ever had murderous thoughts? Have you ever had murderous thoughts? Hallelujah. Well, let's get out of here. Thank you, Jesus. So God gives us new ears for the in the new year, God gives us new ears. He says that we well, I didn't even finish the scripture. He says. He says, as many as I love, I rebuke, therefore be zealous and repent. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice. You know, God does not just talk to saints. He talks to sinners. He says, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me to him who overcomes. He says, I will grant him to sit on my throne. And I also, uh, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, he who has an ear to hear, let him hear. What the Spirit is saying to the churches, God is still speaking to his church today. New year, new ears. What do I mean by new ears? Open your ears. My my grandmother, who we used to call Mammy, uh, my my grandparents owned a six-acre plot 
And they used to have like a truck patch. My, they just grew tomatoes, corn, potatoes, cucumbers. They grew a bunch of stuff, but there was a creek that ran through it. Not a river that ran through it, but a creek. And so anyway, uh, my dad and my parents would just take me down there and drop me off for the weekend. And so I would, I would get out and I'd be playing, playing on the property and I'd be playing in the, uh, playing in the creek. And Mammy, that's what we called her. Her name was Nellie. But Mammy would call and she'd say, you know, Stephen, lunch, it's lunchtime, lunchtime. You know, I just ignore. I would ignore that call and then eventually I came and then she would always want to clean me up. And she would take uh, a washcloth that was threadbare. You could almost, it was almost transparent. But she'd scrub my face and then she would take that long bony finger and stick it up my ear and about to the center of my brain and just start twisting and twisting and twisting. She said, there's enough dirt in there to grow potatoes. <laughs> she was doing it because I didn't listen. I had selective hearing. You know, some of you say, uh, you know, I can't hear God, but I think it's more selective hearing. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. When we have, when in this new year, with new ears, we're going to walk in sonship. Romans 8, 2, uh, Romans 8, 12, he says, Therefore, brethren, you are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you die. But if through the spirit you mortify the deeds of the body, you will live. How many of you know living's better than dying? All right. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we, uh, that we are children of God. We will only be victorious through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Only be victorious through the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, you can even, uh, you can even plan out your way, but if, you're not, but if you're not hearing the voice of the Spirit, you know, it doesn't matter how educated you are, if you're not listening to the voice of the Spirit, you can get in trouble. Um. The Spirit led me who to marry. The Spirit of God. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a voice, a rattling, a thunder. But it was a witness, an inward witness. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. I was led here from Kansas City, Missouri or misery, or whatever you want to call it. I was led here. I left my family to come here because I was led 
by an inward witness to come here. Thank you, Jesus. Being led by the Spirit is the primary way that God leads his saints. Now you say, well, what about the Word? Yes, the Word, but the Word doesn't tell you who to marry. I, did, I couldn't find chapter and verse. Stephen, you shall marry so-and-so. Some of you think it's just your uh, feeling. You just got that feeling deep inside of you. It's not the feeling. How many of you know, you know, don't raise, I don't, this is a rhetorical question, don't raise your hand, but how many of you had a feeling when you met somebody, the chemistry was there, and then the chemistry changed, but you're still married? Oh, you're not supposed to raise your hand. So you don't go by feeling as, oh, I feel like I should marry this person. Especially when people are warning you not to marry that person. Of course, I, my parents never met my uh, Melody. I just called them up say, hey, I'm married. <laughs> of course, we, you know, I was in Virginia and they were in Missouri. So anyway. But it all worked out. Hallelujah. Spirit leads us through truth and the word of God. Now, I want to go back uh, to, to that one point that I made is that the primary way of God leading us is through his spirit along that it must, it must line up with the word of God. And the reason I say that is because some people are so prone to just listen to the prophets. And the prophets are good. That's okay. But the reality is, is God, it says those who are led by the Spirit of God. It doesn't say those that are led by the prophets. How many of you know God has a personal relationship with you? It's okay. It's okay to hear from the prophets, but God has a personal relationship with with you. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to get to the good point, and, I, and the clock says I have to stop. Thank you, Lord. You need, through, through the Spirit, you need to recognize your identity that you, are a, that you are an adopted child of God. Sons of God are released from the spirit of bondage, etc., 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 you're not just released from the spirit of bondage of fear. You are released from poverty. You are released from destruction. You should be released from premature death. Hallelujah. You are secure in your heavenly father. The spirit bears witness is the prominent way that God communicates with us. Even a casual reading of the Word of God will reveal that God is a communicator. If you think God is silent, just read the Bible. He is constantly speaking. Again, reminding you that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. 
We're living in a world that promotes lies and pushes the Antichrist. We, we would be defenseless if it wouldn't be for God speaking to us. We'd be defenseless if God wasn't speaking to us. We need to thank God. Thank God the Father is always working and speaking to lead us into paths of victory. Scripture says he always leads us into victory. Always. Hallelujah. Christ the victor should always be in the forefront of our minds. Christ the, Christ the victor. Christ the victor. The next week, actually, they want me to preach next week. But I want to get into some practical ways of hearing the voice of God. Some practical ways. Some of you... God is speaking to you, and you're not recognizing it. You're not recognizing it. Even, even a scripture being brought to your remembrance is a way of God speaking to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God, thank you, Lord. Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus for the power of your word and the power of your spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that... No one can come unto Jesus unless the Father is drawing him, communicating him to him. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are touching the hearts of men and women. Lord God, boys and girls, Lord God, to the saints, you are leading them to victory. To the, to the sinner, you're leading them to the cross. To those who have rejected you, Lord God, you are leading them to your loving arms and your tender mercies. And we give you thanks and praise and honor and glory, Lord God. Lord God, that it's a new year, but Lord God, you're giving us new ears. Lord God, to hear what you're saying in this time and season in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask the, uh, the healing team to come up at this time. <laughs>